Warning, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based on psychic impressions and true life events that may be potentially frightening and or disturbing to some viewers. Any of the information that is shared in this production should not replace the advice of medical professionals and is intended for general purposes only. Viewer discretion is advised. Hey, Chastity. Yes? What's the name of this recording? Let's talk about spiritual... Awakenings. That's right, guys. We're going to be talking about spiritual awakenings today. So, my name is Chastity, a.k.a. Luna Beams, and... I'm Emily, the fine art medium. And we're two mediums that specialize in the paranormal. Our purpose is to shed light on what goes bump in the night. That's why we call ourselves... Lights at midnight. Yes. Ding. We do not practice this. <clears throat> okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so in today's episode, we are going to be breaking down what one could expect from spiritual awakenings and share our experiences and knowledge along the way. Maybe some of you have yet to have a spiritual awakening or breakthrough and you seek and desire a greater understanding of the subject in general. Well, we intend to help you all with that today. But first, we are going to talk about this week's experiences. So, Em, what do you have to share with everyone this week? Oh, boy, do I have some. Hehe. <laughs> so, you know about the random ghost dude that walked across the street while I was walking? My yes. dog, Ghost. And then you were there for the Patreon practice circle that I host and you saw this well I saw the strange molecular extraterrestrial like being thing yep and it was from the stinging nettle root the whatever the fuck these are called they're, the, they're little capsules yeah they're the capsules I broke a capsule open and I was playing with it in my hand and I was feeling the energy and I was like for the practice session I was like okay guys find something and touch it and this sounds so wrong. <laughs> and what do you feel? And while I was doing it with them, I saw that being. Yes, it was interesting because I could, as you described it, of course, I was getting a mental picture and like I can see it. And it reminded me of like a little alien. Mm -hmm. Gave me alien vibes. Which is interesting because you said it looked like bubbles of molecules. Yeah. So maybe on a, man, a man, how do you say it? Molecular. Molecular. Yep. <laughs> level so pretty much it was very interesting and then we made some dumb jokes about how like does it go down like is it like jump in your body or something oh go down mm -hmm. my my goes out my mouth and goes down my tongue like a slide Wee. yeah like we i mean <laughs> like what the fuck are we seeing here because you're seeing this thing manifest above this stinging nettle which is great for mm -hmm. inflammation and like allergies and just in general really good for your body so mm -hmm. chastity do you have any uh paranormal experiences this week well i was gonna say i harvested some purple dead nettle from the yard and very proud of that because i am on an herbal journey i want to start making tinctures and stuff like that um for this week i kind of want to take it back a little bit because i did find out some really interesting information about my experience I had while working at a brewery in my hometown. So back in the day 
we ended up having like a lock-in in the first two weeks this place was open because we had hauled ass. The first day this brewery opened, I helped open it. I was one of the bartenders there. 3,500 people came through that day. Like the taps were holding me up that day. I wasn't holding myself up. And we had made some bank money and we had like worked very well together. So they treated us to like a lock-in where we got to spend the night in um, like near, like right at the place where we were having the little, you know, get together. And they had bought beer and stuff for us to have. So we didn't have to drive anywhere. Well, we were shit-faced, let's just say that, and me and V were the last two people up. Everybody else had already got out their camping gear, and I had, like, went to Walmart and bought this dope-ass couch, like, that turns into a queen-size air mattress, so it was like a air couch that was, you know, you could sleep on and fold it down. So very cool, and um, I actually need to get another one. They're really dope. Well, while we were in this building, this place had been abandoned previously to the brewery going in, and it was like a, like a, almost like a Walmart for back in the day for the city that I'm living in. And pretty much there was a very happening place. Everybody has stories about going there and getting candy and like you could get everything from there. Evidently, even down in the corner where now the actual brew kettle itself sits, it's a massive like brew kettle that operates, you know, uh, the brewery itself. They had like a little dirty section over in that corner. So we'd always get little kicks and laugh. Well, about six or seven o'clock, you know, this is in a downtown area. We start to hear like this door and me and V are laying on the, this couch trying to go to sleep. And I mean, like I said, we were a little buzzed, but we both started hearing this door open and shut. That wasn't there. It was coming from a place where there was no door. It was actually a, a, bay door like a garage door where we could get all the equipment and everything in and out as we needed well we started hearing like comings and goings and everything and this was like two weeks in and I'm like y'all this place is haunted as hell I have never been so shunned in my life at a place they like thought I was nuts and like we really experienced this I had never seen so many people be like oh my god are you serious like totally like I've even I never grew up that way like some people really didn't believe but like I was put down for it and shit I'm like okay cool well moving forward me and a girl that actually was at that lock-in and I worked here for three years another experience I had was me and her were opening the brewery it was a Sunday there were no brewery operations because the taproom and the brewery were just separated by like a window glass wall. And I mean, it was literally made of old windows from the building because the place was very dilapidated. I'm talking about like the homeless could have went in and slept in it. That's how dilapidated it was. It was like gutted, basically. It was pretty bad. But all the windows basically made the brewery wall. And we're sitting here opening up the restaurant and or it wasn't a restaurant actually it was just a brew we didn't have food but anyways we started we heard a door like lightly slam it was just me and her there the doors were locked and if somebody would have come in we would have heard them and it wasn't the back door it was the door to like where they cultured out the yeast and stuff and then we heard it with this all within 30 seconds we heard the door slam again but a little bit louder and we're like what the hell and then for the third and final time, that door slammed one more time really loud. Just blam. And I'm like, oh, my God. Me and her, I'm like, you believe me now? Bitch, you believe me now? And we're sitting here <laughs> laughing, right? She's like, oh, my God. I'm like, I'm so glad you heard it. I'm not fucking crazy. I'm telling you, there's something here. 
Well, then the brewery floor actually like flooded really bad one day because you have these uh, water tanks that hold clean water to go into the brew kettle to make the beer. The rest of the tanks are for fermenting the beer or carbonating the beer. Well, and the, the, it would always flood there during the rains, like really rainy days, because there was two bay doors that opened up to the inside of the brewery where people would sit down and have like drinks. Um, and it would always flood. So we'd have to put towels down. It was a mess. But overall, water was a big thing, you know, and there was just like 30 barrel tanks, like multiple 20 and 30 barrel tanks full of liquid. Uh, the very last thing that I can remember that happened to me at this place was I was placing glassware on a shelf and we had, you know, different shelving and they had pads that kept them from sliding. It was just like built in wood shelves and the bar was like 50 foot long. And I went to go set a glass down and all of a sudden a glass flew out at my face and like it just dropped. It, it, I was six inches from the glass, maybe, maybe nine inches. The glass literally flew off the shelf and just dropped and shattered. It come out with force. This was on a mat. So half cement, half mat, like one of those rubber mats you stand on in restaurants. And the glass shattered, like basically almost right in my face. And that same girl that saw the door slam was standing on one end. And now the new manager, well, he was like the incoming manager after about a year. He saw it too. I think they thought I knocked it down, but I sure as fuck didn't. Okay. So moving forward, I found out about a water um, storage tank back in the early 1900s bursting in my city and killing people. So this big, it held approximately 800,000 gallons of water. And in the early 1900s on a cold winter night, this shit gave way. It was probably about 30 to 50 years old, that container, but had recently had, um, you know, water and repair and stuff done to it. So it was drained and they repaired it. And I'd say about within two weeks, it ended up failing. So something bad happened, I guess, because it was cold when they did it and it didn't set. But I believe nine people passed away in total and everything started to become an apparent to me at this time. This was like prior to my awakening or right around it. And everything started becoming apparent to me. I'm like, wait a minute. Spirit showed me bodies being flushed over to the railroad tracks, which are directly in the same parking lot. We actually had to put up gates to keep people from falling over the edge because it was like a 50 foot drop down. But they showed, you know, showed me uh, water spilling onto the railroad tracks and just showing me, you know, people being washed away. And spirit also told me that that water tank was near this place. And I, I could never find out the exact location, but there is a monument on the Southern end of town, which isn't very far because it's not a huge city. It's a city, but it's not like, you know, a major city like New York, obviously. Well, it's probably about a mile to a mile and a half away. And there's a monument for that happening, which threw me totally off. This week, I found a map. I found a drawing of my city of the, like right around the time that this happened, like early 1900s before it, cr it cracked. Sure enough, it was within 200 feet of this building. Matter of fact, the building right next to it is exactly where it, it was. And it validated what I saw right as my spiritual awakening began to happen. I, the reason 
that the spirits were upset is because I could communicate with them and I didn't know. And they were trying to get my attention because guess what? We had thousands of gallons of water in that brewery in a tank. And the spirits were upset (laughs) because the water from years ago, there's still spirits there. So that was like, I've had some stuff happen, but I really wanted to share that. And I think I want to like share it more maybe on YouTube one day, but I was really excited to share that story because after like three years, I got validation and it has something to do with my awakening. So even though it wasn't like ta-da or whatever for me, it was this week. So that's kind of what happened this week for me. I was like, you're giving them ghost PTSD, dude, with all the water tanks. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I didn't even try. This just happened. I wasn't looking for this episode. I'm like, well, shit, might as well use it as my experience for the week. Mm -hmm. I've also helped a client, um, but I don't want to go into that. But, yeah, there's been some paranormal stuff that um, I've experienced this week with the client. But that's about it. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. So in addition to talking about awakenings, we will be answering a couple questions at the very end. So, I guess we should just go right in there, right? And sure, let's talk so, about spiritual awakenings. Let's talk about. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> so, so what is a spiritual awakening? So I'll tell you what one is. <laughs> a spiritual awakening is a deeply personal experience that can lead to a more profound understanding of oneself and the world around us. It is often described as a feeling of enlightenment or oneness with the universe. Spiritual awakenings can occur through a variety of experiences such as meditation, prayer, simply spending time in nature, and other things. Spiritual awakenings can be experienced in a variety of ways. Some people may experience a sudden and profound shift in their perspective, while others may experience a gradual change in their way of thinking. Some people may feel a sense of peace and joy, while others may feel a sense of awe and wonder. On the other hand, spiritual awakenings can come from a series of traumatic or haunting events that occur in one's life. So, Mochas and I can vouch for that. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that is what a spiritual awakening is or the definition. So I figured me and M could start kind of with a little bit about our spiritual awakenings. Um, I guess if you want to go ahead and go first, Emily, that'll be fine because mine's kind of like a, like a sing-along story. We'll say that. Mm -hmm. Mine's (laughs) somewhat similar, but. That's fine. That's cool. For me, you know, during my awakening or at the very beginning pretty much I was going through a chronic illness I had a shitty fucking boyfriend um would have panic attacks about death because I for whatever reason would just start thinking about it not in like a suicidal way but more of a curiosity kind of thing and then the more I would think about it the more like anxiety I would get And then I also felt like the world was broke and I didn't fit anywhere. Like, I I just didn't have this feeling of belongness. I felt like I didn't have any friends, even though technically I had one. But I felt like I didn't fit in with groups. It just felt weird. 
I felt out of place. I felt like I didn't belong here in this world. Yeah. I felt like I belonged in another time period. But I think in general, it started pretty gradual for me. And I think it started when I was in high school because that's where that whole not belonging thing kind of started. And then it paused for a little bit. College, it picked up more and I started getting even more chronically ill and I felt more like I didn't fit in anywhere. And I just felt like, I don't know, like this, what I was doing was pointless because nothing I did mattered. I don't know. And that society was just broke. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And it's interesting, too, because when I was doing the whole death contemplation of, like, what happens when you die kind of stuff, I even, like, asked and begged God and even Jesus at one point for answers, which is kind of ironic now that I think about it. <laughs> right. And, uh... Yeah, that's when I started getting drawn to paranormal podcasts and videos. And because of that, I began opening up to all those possibilities. And it started changing the way I thought and just went about things. And that's when I started noticing my abilities. But then I got a major, like, mega boost when I got the traumatic haunting, which made me awaken faster. But yeah. That's just like the beginnings of it. Yeah. And I can relate to a lot of that. And in terms of like paranormal stuff, I remember when the first like ghost hunters and ghost adventures come out and I actually had cable in my late teens and early twenties and I'd sit there and like marathon it. And I think, and I had always been interested in stuff like that, but when these shows came on, it was fascinating. So I kept, I kept up with that stuff for a good 10 years on and off, and I would just constantly watch paranormal content, but never really got answers. It was all just questions after questions, and maybe this is what it was. So it wasn't giving me the type of outcome at some point that I expected. And something interesting you said is how it would like pick up and then cut off when you went to college, and then pick up and cut off. Well, that's mm. very valid, too, because a lot of people like with spiritual abilities or psychic abilities or intuition, empaths, whatever, when you have something going on in life, when it's time for you to achieve something you were meant to achieve, like let's say have kids. Like I had all kinds of stuff happen um, and everything. And then when I had kids, a lot of it did slow down spiritually. And I mean, I always had some degree of intuition and spirituality and paranormal but there are times in my life when it happened and that's a common thing so if people think maybe like for our younger listening crowd you know maybe you had pretty much um, an intuitive you know mindset and then go back and or go forward in life and then now you don't and you're like wow well look at what you're doing in your surroundings so that'll have a big impact on your intuition but um for my spiritual waking, awakening, it really came from a dark place in my life. And um, I don't really think, I may have had one, like a mini one before in a way, when I started learning more about it. But this was like my big one. This was the real deal spiritual awakening. Uh, basically, the career I had spent the majority of my 20s in, which was working with the breweries and working in the breweries, 
event planning, bartending, and it all started coming to an end. I no longer enjoyed that type of work or at least working under somebody. I was ready to get out on my own and do my own thing, which has kind of always been the goal for me. It was the first time in my life that I had no set goals to achieve, which is not me. I always had something to look, try to look forward to when it comes to achieving goals or just had a direction. I was always blessed with a direction uh, and having that kind of inner guidance. So like I said, it was always there, but this was a time like it left me. Um, the only one I hadn't achieved because I felt like I had achieved most of them was owning a brewery, which <clears throat> pretty much was... Um, gone when my marriage ended. I was going to call it One-Eyed Jacks, and I had planned it for almost nine years. But yeah, that ended with uh, my marriage, and which I was fine with also, because during that time, you know, I was already moving forward with my life. We wasn't together, and I just realized that dream was done. So I did start experiencing odd paranormal occurrences, which turned into more violent and extreme paranormal encounters. And this all happened over a period of years, not months. So I agree, mine kind of came on gradually. I began to lose old friends that really weren't good for me in the first place. And it was like everyone was being taken out of my life, which was really hard at the time because I didn't realize that it was for a reason. It was a very dark time emotionally, physically, mentally, and financially. I mean, truly, I had never had a problem with financial um, issues up until then for the most part in my life. Overall, I was not happy, even though I was happy in other areas of my life. For my personal like, view and achievements and stuff, and even just it started trickling down into my body, mind, and spirit. I was at a job for three years, which was this brewery I told y'all about, where I wasn't really appreciated for all the hard work that I did, and they just basically saw some of my flaws, which we all have. I wasn't the only one that had certain flaws there, and accused me of doing things at the end that I would never do, which really messed with my mental state because I had never been treated in such a way. And like being good at what you do and, you know, like they, they'd bitch at me for being five minutes late when I had to get my kids off the bus and they would still schedule me to be there at a specific time. And I only got to say hello to my children all day long. I wasn't even with my kids. So that really messed with me. Well, um, <clears throat> pretty much I ended up, you know, that's when I ended up spiraling, so to speak. I had no direction at all. I was depressed and defeated, and I truly didn't give many fucks about anything, but that was the beginning of my spiritual awakening, which, interestingly enough, lined up with my Saturn return because things started to progress after I left this dead-end job, and things kind of started happening really fast. I'd say within two to three months, uh, two to three months after leaving this place that kept me so low vibrational, that's when shit started happening. So that pretty much um, is the start of my spiritual awakening. Nice. All right. So now we're going to get into the different stages of a spiritual awakening. Yes. Yeah, so there is no one definite answer to this question, honestly. Uh, the stages of spiritual awakening can definitely vary from person to person. However, as you may have noticed, there are some common stages that people often experience. The first stage is known as the call. This is the initial stirring of the soul when you start to feel a sense of dissatisfaction with your current life. Well, shit, that sounded just like what happened to me. <laughs> and me. <laughs> yep, exactly. 
This can manifest in a variety of ways, such as a feeling lost, confused, or unfulfilled, and you may feel like something is missing, or you may start to question your beliefs and values. I can check that right off. Mm -hmm. The second step or stage, roughly, is the dark night of the soul. This is a challenging stage for sure. When you feel lost and alone, you are going to feel just like an intense darkness, really, and despair, a depression, really. Um, the second stage is often a period of inner turmoil, and it can be a time of great emotional and spiritual upheave. Absolutely. People may experience intense feelings of grief and anger and fear and also have a sense of loss of identity. This is kind of when the haunting stuff got worse, too, for me personally, um, was during my dark night of the soul, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. that's where my haunting started so yep yep and I didn't realize it was a dark night of the soul but it was mm -hmm. um because I never had a like a mentor you know but hey I made it I'm alive <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so this that really uh that's really when the the scary stuff you think about it it has something to do uh, being associated with the lower vibration the fear the negativity yep. well guess what happens when you go through like the roughest shit of your life you hit stage three which is the rebirth this is when we rise from the ashes like the phoenix this is the stage when you start to emerge from darkness and into the light <clears throat> lights at midnight you may feel a sense of relief <laughs> and joy. You may feel a sense of relief and joy, and you may also start to see the world in a new way. The third stage is often time of healing and transformation. People may start to connect with their inner wisdom and intuition, and they may also develop a sense of compassion and understanding for others. I will concur. Mm -hmm. Four, the integration. This is the final stage when you integrate into your new spiritual awareness in life. But actually, I don't agree with that. I think there's one more. I put it in there. Anyways, <clears throat> you may find that you are more compassionate, loving, and understanding. You may also find that you are more connected to the world around you. The fourth stage is often a time of peace and joy, and people may feel a sense of connection to something greater than themselves. And they may also experience a sense of oneness with the universe. And I do, I do feel that way. And really the fifth and final stage is of enlightenment and realization. People may come to understand like their true purpose in life. And they might, may also experience like bliss and happiness for the most part, because you know, we're all human. We're all going to fluctuate in vibration, but this is the general overview. So it's important to remember that spiritual awakening is a journey. It's not a destination. There is no right way to experience it, and there is no one right time to awaken. People may experience them in different orders, or they may even skip to some stages altogether. The most important thing is to be open and, to the experience and allow yourself to grow and evolve. It is a process of growth and evolution that takes time and effort. So, mm -hmm. Emily... Do you have anything that you would like to add about this stage of your awakening or any information? Uh... I feel like, though, like, I agree with the stages, but I feel like there's a stage missing between the dark night of the soul and rebirth. Okay, that's fair. I feel like there's a gradual, it's like a gradual thing, so it's not like a ta-da moment. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like there's like a, maybe there's an aha moment in between. 
Yeah, I could say that too. Like, I feel like I gradually progressed up. Like, mm-hmm. I had to like claw my way out of the dirt. Like Jess was saying in our last episode, like it's literally like that. You were at the lowest of your lows, and I had to literally like crawl my way up. But significant uh, things that happen in life, I think, trigger the awakening. And I do have some information about that, too. So you're right, I think, personally. Mm-hmm. I would say the rebirth, the only thing that I can relate to that, I can relate to that personally. Um, I, I cannot disagree with this because during that stage of rebirth, I had this most most beautiful experience where I saw my astral form. And for whatever reason, I was like this aqua blue and... Um, I saw myself literally rising from a pile of embers and like I rose up into like this beautiful like astral figure of myself and I had like beautiful wings and I was basically just transformed. I was like a phoenix that rose from the ashes, but I was totally like blue. So that was during the time of like my rebirth and I think it's more sometimes it can be triggering life events, but it's more of a subtle it can be more subtle along the way Mm -hmm. you know i think what's tripping me up is that i feel like the dark night of the soul and the rebirth might have happened simultaneously for me and that's why i'm trying i'm having a hard time grasping it but like as i think about it it does make sense and i feel like i have completed it all the way it's just weird how mine was and I think it's more the integration that I'm still trying to like, I don't know, the integration yeah. in like the fifth stage too. Because I mean, yeah. I get bits and pieces of it, but like, I don't know. Well, I think you are definitely into the integration phase, if you want to say it that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, and look at it from your perspective. Because you are, over the last year and I'd say almost a half, whenever we started like really talking, I've watched you go from having extremely horrifying paranormal events in your house that you could not manage to being able to say, fuck it, get out. Mm-hmm. So I think you have integrated at the very least in my personal perspective. Um, yeah. But I think, yeah, I think you've definitely made it that far. And I think like this fifth stage is a matter of perception as well, because I do feel more content and bliss and happy, even though my situation may not be the best sometimes and I may have all kinds of issues. I do feel that sense of everything's going to be okay. So instead of bliss and happiness, maybe for some people it is surrender Mm -hmm. where you surrender to the cosmic force we call God or, you know, whatever you want to call it. I mean, when you surrender to the cosmos and you just ride the wave, really. I'm feeling that like currently in my current situation. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. You just know everything's going to be handled and taken care of. And that's all you can do, Mm -hmm. you know? So I feel that. Well, is there anything you want to add about anything Mm -hmm. you want to elaborate on about that? Um, well, okay. So, As far as the fifth stage, like I know a good chunk of my path, but not all of it, but I also feel like I haven't completed my like awakening situation. It's like gradual and then it comes and goes and or I don't know. I just I don't know how to like put it into words. Right. And that's valid. I mean everybody does it differently 
-hmm. for sure and we're going to get into a little bit of a little bit later as to after this quote-unquote fifth stage um i'm gonna talk a little bit more about that because i have some things to add but that is a valid point i feel like i have another aha moment coming (laughs) like a big aha moment yeah and i feel like sometimes they don't ever really end (laughs) well yeah i don't think it'll ever end as far as like a spiritual i feel like a spiritual awakening it depends on the person and that some keep going even after you die and then some people just in their previous life they already gotten so far so like they finished it quickly in the current life kind of thing yeah i can relate to that too i understand what you're saying but i feel like i might be i might be going i might either have another one i feel like people can have multiple too exactly and that's exactly what i want to talk about after is about how we can have multiple so yeah mm-hmm. i do believe in that so yeah that's all i have to say about it okay so kind of going on with my little story of my spiritual awakening after the career change and in between work i had a family member that was related to my ex-husband that that was passing away and she's now obviously now passed and spirit sent me to basically be beside of this person as she passed like had this overwhelming need to be with her um she was a big part of my life as well she was my my ex-husband's grandmother and basically spirit showed me that she was i me and somebody else are probably only going to be the other people in the room like she wasn't going to have any blood in the room which kind of bothered me like i just had this knowing well um I have, I have explained this in a previous podcast episode, but I will just briefly say that, um, it was the case that day. It ended up being just me and the exact other person that is her daughter-in-law and I was her granddaughter-in-law and, um, the day came, they were going to take her off the ventilator. So it might be a little hard for me to talk about some of this stuff because it is emotional because I did kind of get a little deep and vulnerable here, but bear with me. After they took her off life support, we sat beside of her bed and, you know, I just instinctively knew that my role was to just to be there and pray for whoever was coming after her to take her home because I believed in that still then. And that's exactly what I did. It was a very hard emotional time and I'm laying here beside of this woman's bed. They had taken her off the ventilator and I'm holding her hand. And I see three black silhouettes and they were black, but they, the whole, the rest of it was white light. Like normally when I'm in this type of space, this is when I just started visualizing things. I will see the opposite. I will see maybe the beings as being white and the rest of it is black. No, pure bright white light and three beings there. And I knew that, you know, they were coming to take her, take her home, you know. Well, when the time finally came, and um she took her last breath and i had my eyes closed because my head was on the edge of the bed um i guess i have a habit of doing that i did that with my mom too you know and i just laid there and just chilled out and the woman that was with me literally screamed out did you see that big bright light that came to take her home praise jesus you know she was just screamed out she's like oh my gosh and when i opened my eyes the room was just like full of this same light i was seeing in my mind's eye and she i didn't i didn't voice any of this to this woman like you know she was basically my aunt-in-law like we've known each other but it's not i wasn't comfortable at this point to say anything and uh, this actually happened 
back in November of 2019 and COVID wasn't heard of or this type of COVID what you know COVID's always been here but not this type of COVID or this strand of COVID COVID um they told us that her lungs were scarred and evidently the doctor she had been seeing has missed her lung disease she had had for approximately up to 20 years and like none of that felt right the family was like no 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 and we all did get sick but my sickness passed in like three or four days uh some other folks though they were really sick like having all the symptoms of like the flu and stuff that was around us it was very contagious but i somehow got over it in three days and then lo and behold y'all know what happened in early 2020 that's when the big pandemic hit um and she never smoked in her life or anything well you know, going back to the situation, I just didn't understand why I had such a strong pull to do this because it was freaking me out. I thought I was like a death angel <laughs> or some type of, I don't know, like now I know the word to be a death doula, like somebody that, that sits with people and helps them transition, but I I didn't know what to call it. I'm like, what's fucking wrong with me? Like, is that morbid? Like, I almost felt like bad, but in a, because I saw all this happening, but in a way I knew I had to be there. Um. So after all that, I would say um, when COVID initially hit that first day, we all saw that stuff on the internet, on the news. It was a very specific day. And I've also said this before, that was also a very big astrological day and a very significant astrological day. Um, that day, I think that COVID was announced is honestly was the day that my intuition never parted from me again. I could see, I could watch news stuff and I could just know, I just knew things even more than I ever have because I've always had this ability, but I could just see behind the veil and behind the curtain and also my fiance could too. And we were very passionate on like, you know, think about this before you do certain things. I'm not going to get, people probably understand where I'm going when I say this, but I was um, very adamant on not taking certain things because I just felt like people were going to have really bad problems and I've seen people die from it. And I've seen some things. I think everybody has their own freedom of choice. I don't dislike anybody for their choices. I want to say that I'm just saying it wasn't my choice and I stand behind that decision and I'm glad I did because now you see all this stuff coming out. Well, all this shit we thought about and we saw and we said has actually come to fruition. So yeah, um, I had an enormous, uh, feeling to want to protect my family from you know the big c the virus as well as the paranormal experiences i was experiencing uh, which were surrounding my ex-husband which if you guys know my story that family and area is kind of where my real big 15-year haunting come from and i mean they were crazy things that were happening it was like a double whammy and then i went and searched out on the internet for help or a community of like-minded individuals and just prayed to have people to come into my life that i could relate to and this was still a very tremendously stressful time and i was seeing things and hearing things and knowing things and my intuition was on steroids and i ended up finding some like-minded people and information but i hadn't really made friends with nobody i just found a group of people and between the things I learned and literally sitting in solitude in my room, basically talking to God, I began to use like this divine energy I was channeling in. I started getting information about things that I could do. And that was my jewelry business. I started creating some of the most beautiful things with my hands. I really never thought 
that I could do. And I had, you know, and previously envisioned buying this stuff and like spirit just led me through this whole process down to the logo and the artwork and the jewelry. And I learned then that creative energy is next to divinity. It is truly divinely led. So we were very successful with that in 20, 2020 and 21. And, you know, we would see people around wearing our stuff. It was really cool. And I started learning about crystals and the metaphysical properties and you know, using them for protection with my paranormal, you know, encounters as well as other things. And, uh, yeah, you can actually uh, hear about some of these protective qualities and items in episode eight, which is, I believe, signs your house is actually haunted. I think it's eight. I'm pretty sure it is seven, eight or nine, one of those. I'm pretty sure eight, <clears throat> but yeah, I plan on relaunching that project this year, fingers crossed, but that was one of the first things I did. And when I started to become more spiritually awakened, I think that was the pivot point. Um, and the day it finally kicked into overdrive was COVID though. And that's my, the day my third eye opened wide up and hasn't really shut ever since. Even when I feel like it's left me, that's just really not the case. That's just spirit saying, Hey, you got other shit to deal with in your life or work out, get it done. But yeah, that's what I got for the next half of my spiritual awakening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was like the haunting is what kicked my shit into overdrive. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, that alone will, because I mean, Jesus, mm. it's tough. Hey, Lamp fam. Have you been thinking of starting your own podcast venture? If so, consider using Podbean as your one-stop shop for everything podcasting, you can create, record, host, distribute, monetize, and merge your podcasts all from the Podbean mobile app or your desktop setup. Podbean offers a four-tier pricing plan that is sure to fit everyone's podcasting needs, starting with the free basic plan for anyone that signs up with an account. Chas and I currently use the Ultimate Audio Plan that starts at $9.99 a month for a yearly subscription, and it really has been the most valuable tool as new podcasters with minimal equipment. Honestly, I just use my iPhone and iPhone headphones, and she just used her tablet without her headphones. So it's like, even if you don't have a desktop computer, you know, you could still record from any mobile device. It's awesome, and it still sounds great. Use our link in the show's description box below or visit www.podbean.com lamp. That's L-A-M-P to start your podcasting journey. By using this link, you will receive one month of Podbean's ultimate plan for free. You won't regret it. As always, thank you for your support. And now back to the show. Now we're going to get into uh, the signs of a spiritual awakening. If you think you're having one, maybe pay attention to these signs. And maybe you are. Maybe you're not. We'll see. Yes, yes. So there are many signs of a spiritual awakening and the specific signs you experience may vary depending on your individual journey. However, some common signs include feeling a sense of connection to something greater than yourself, having a sudden realization of the interconnectedness of all things, feeling a sense of peace and joy, and uh, we got even on the flip side, that I've added, feeling alone or feeling like you're the outcast, feeling like society is broken, a feeling that something big is coming or shit's about to hit the fan. It's like a knowing of certain things. And then 
experiencing hauntings or paranormal, a major event changes your mindset. And then we have other signs of a spiritual awakening, such as increased empathy and compassion. So like wanting to help other people, a feeling of being called to a higher purpose or guided by something greater than yourself, a feeling of being in the right place at the right time, and a feeling of being surrounded by love and support. If you are experiencing any of these signs, it is possible that you are on a spiritual awakening journey. It is important to be open to the experience, follow your intuition, and allow yourself to grow and evolve. Yes, yes. And I agree with that. And I mean, they can come, you know, me and Emily kind of have a similar path. We have a similar calling. And this could take our situations like you might feel definitely feel like the dark night of the soul but it might not be just paranormal it could be the end of a relationship it could be all kinds of things so i do want to make that very clear that this is just you know related on our spiritual path but yeah i think those are pretty good Mm -hmm. signs that it could be happening yeah and i feel like with a major event change that changes your mindset that can vary to pretty much to be anything so like when you have major events that can trigger your intuition it's kind of like a fight or flight mode or just like a survival mode kind of bringing being brought out of you if that makes sense so it's kind of like with what you were saying about like with covid that makes sense because i was feeling covid before it was coming and i knew something shitty was coming like covid like i had my shit prepared Like, I was dead-ass ready. But then you have, like, other dangerous jobs with dangerous situations. So, like, I bet you when you come – when it comes to, like, law enforcement, right, I feel like some of them would have triggers into a spiritual event or an awakening event. Yeah, and that's a very special breed of people because they are constantly, like, the superhero. You know, mm-hmm. and that's, they can either, I think they have a very unique spiritual path. This is kind of what spirits were laying to me is like, they, they can't, they see all this traumatic events and they can choose to grow cold from it and like have a calloused heart or actually open them up and have a full-fledged spiritual awakening. And that's generally the dividing line that is seen with people that do law enforcement, that are doctors, that are, you know, in that, those types of fields that see mm. tragedy all the time. I also feel like the saying, your life flashes before your eyes. I feel like, oh, yeah. yeah, like that in of itself is a trigger. Yeah, I had a friend actually that had that happen in a kind of a recent way. And he had a similar experience to me, uh, which I'll be sharing momentarily, probably in the, this, this one or the next one. But uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely facts. Mm-hmm. And like uh, in... DEs. I said it right this time. NDEs, near death yeah. experiences. Because <laughs> I always say NEDs because my yeah. d- dyslexic ass. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of what I was going to share too. Like I can narrow it down to a couple significant experiences that I've already shared. And I can say that I went through an emotional release. So this is what I was talking about, about the release of the breath in a way. I felt it, basically 
for me, it felt like my heart was broken into a thousand pieces and all the pain and all the hurt that I had dealt with came boiling out, quite literally, like just come out. As I released all that pain I had bottled up from like the last few years and potentially my whole life, um, it was in a breath that come out literally in a breath. It was heavy. It was stinky. It felt like a tremendous weight off of my shoulders and my chest and my heart chakra activated at this very moment fully for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like that was where I had my, my issues. I held a lot of pain in my heart. I had been hurt a lot. Um, and my heart chakra activated and I had never, I mean, I'd been in love and I'd had children. I love very dearly, but like it really did. It, I can't explain it any other way. I just felt overwhelming love and just relief. Um, I also realized that as I continued to learn about spirit and the paranormal and channeling information that I could help people with paranormal related issues and stuff. I began to get feedback and, you know, from others and it dawned on me that people actually took value from the conversations we were having and put it to good and practical use. Um, I, I mean, I've always been like the person that people come to for answers, like they've always done that. But this was in a different way, like in my life specifically, like even strangers would come up to start spilling their life beans to me, you know, and I didn't mind. I'm always trying to be helpful, you know, but that is when I knew I had a purpose in doing this type of work. And I knew that there, that it was basically meant to be, I found people I could relate with, share stories with. And yeah, it really became apparent that I had went through a complete spiritual transformation because I didn't really have any guidance along the way, except for the information that I could find and the downloads I received. And in regards to the paranormal stuff, I was beginning to be able to see what was haunting me and others. And I started the detach the process of detachment, so to speak. And yeah, things started to turn around overall for the better. And it really came through the validation of others that really like set me even further on that spiritual awakening and that life's purpose it it come through the validation of other people and you know that that meant a lot to me so that's kind of how my situation went in relation to that last excerpt Mm -hmm. it's pretty difficult to predict your own spiritual awakening especially if you aren't a uh astrologer but uh there are ways to get ahead of it So if you're lucky enough to be learning about this subject before you actually experience your own spiritual awakening, you can somewhat be prepared for said spiritual awakening. But honestly, most people have this experience out of the blue and at unexpected times from mine and M's experience. It's something for us that happened gradual. Well, God forbid it happened overnight. Like I I feel for people that that actually happens to because that's like a life shattering thing and it can be very negative or very positive. Actually, you know, I know someone that it kind of happened to like that and they pretty, they pretty much had a, um, whatchamacalls it. They kind of went unstable and Um, they nervous breakdown. They had a, yep. A nervous breakdown and yeah they were committed yeah that happens sometimes i mean sometimes everything has to crack and fall and cave and you have to hit rock bottom Mm -hmm. 
But yeah, the, there are ways that you can prepare if you are aware of this information because people are having, I think, spiritual awakenings earlier in life too than I say we did. People have them at all different times. So like there's some people that we associate with that are like 10 years younger than us or even more for me specifically. Um, so I find that very interesting. Uh, and, you know, they're having these spiritual awakenings. Well, what does their path look like? This makes me interested. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm also going to say like I wonder if well not that I wonder but I know for a fact it also has to do with like how they are raised because if you're in an True. environment that accepts that stuff they're going to help grow and nurture you using those things using the spiritual path right especially with spirituality which is more open because I know a lot of people that suffer from like Christianity post-traumatic stress mm -hmm. and stuff like that so yeah depending on what it is and the person I can definitely agree with that mm -hmm. and which leads me to say that there is really no one size that fits all to this answer everyone's journey is different but however there are some things that you can do to prepare your best for one that's meditation it is a great, great way to quiet your mind and like connect with your inner self. And there's many different types of meditation. So just find a way that works for you and stick with it. I recommend meditation definitely um, because that's a lot of times when you actually see things or people want to astral travel so bad. Well, astral travel is actually something different for everybody. Um, and that doesn't look the same for everybody, but that is one way. Second is practice yoga or Tai Chi. So that's another kind of form of meditative exercise. There are uh, great ways to connect with your mind, body, spirit, and they can help you relax and de-stress. And they can also help you become more aware of your body and your breath. So like breath work and stuff too. Spend time in nature. Recommend this completely. I prefer like to sit beside a stream and it's so crazy that I do. Like that's one of my favorite things is just to sit in raw nature beside of a slow moving stream and I'm a cancer which is representative by that type of water so cancer is a river or stream and then Scorpio is the swamp and then all Pisces is the ocean yeah um, and you can like connect with the beauty of the world around you and it can also help you feel more grounded and connected to the earth you want to read spiritual books or just, you know, spiritual sources, um, and they can help you learn more about different tr spiritual traditions and pra practices, and they can also help you connect with your own spiritual beliefs and values. So, and you just have to find what fits for you, because not everybody's spirituality looks the same, and not everybody will agree with everything. You just kind of have to find your tribe, and then surround yourself with positive people. So, surrounding yourself with positive people can help you stay motivated and on track with your spiritual journey, and they can also help you it helps you feel supported and loved and I 100% agree with that because I don't know if I'd have made it this far without people that I could relate with and that actually like saw me for in my experiences for what they are and not sit here and say well this bitch is crazy or this <laughs> is uh, this bitch is a lie or whatever look I'm gonna tell you right now for any of the people that doubt the shit that we go through if we are making this up we should work for fucking Hollywood. I've probably said that before, but somebody hire me because mm -hmm. obviously doing a really damn good job at it. You know, I'm being sarcastic, but for real, like I couldn't even make this shit up. I've been through in my wildest dreams. So anyways, <laughs> the next uh, sentence is it's also important to be patient <clears throat> and open-minded <laughs> spiritual <laughs> spiritual awakening is a journey. Like we said, and not a destination. There is no right way to experience it. 
and just most importantly, be open to other people and, you know, yourself during this journey because everybody's different and we don't need, like, we had a big problem in the beer scene with know-it-alls and people that just, like, knew everything about beer there was to know, but really they weren't and they're snobby. We don't have room for snobby spiritualists. That's not what spirituality or religion or whatever the hell you want to call it is about. It's not about, it's about losing that ego. So if you're bringing that ego into your spirituality, you may, you may not quite be as ready as you think you are. And I'm not trying to be mean or harsh. I'm just being honest. I'm a realist. So Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. Do you have anything you want to add to that? Well, it's like, yeah, you get these people that are snobby or what have you. And it's like, well, everyone's spiritual journey is different and it depends on the person. So, you know, everyone's going to experience something differently. So you can't expect someone to have the same journey as you and do the same thing as you or anybody else. So, yeah. Even with like psychics and their interpretations, like we're just literally getting clues. It's like dropping... It's like playing blues clues with spirit. I mean, we have to interpretate that and like what we see and everything, even though it could be the same energy, it could appear differently. And depending on the entity or energy you're dealing with, it can be decisive and tricky if you're messing with something like that's on the lower level dealing Mm -hmm. with. And they can like create these whole scenarios and shit. So, yeah, just saying. That is something I had to learn because I thought, you know, psychics would see things the same way. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> yeah, and it's okay if you don't. Like, and that's mm-hmm. the thing is like, well, this second got this and this second got that. Well, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're not going to be 100% right. You have to be okay with failure. You have to be okay with indifference and different opinions and stuff. You can't mm-hmm. can't have any snowflakes is what I'm trying to say. Like, I'm sorry if I'm offensive, but it's the truth. I will say, though, my favorite thing is, though, like, we'll get different variations of the same thing and it's so cool how like you and I will be able to put the puzzle together with the different information but it still is part of the same thing and it's still the same and cohesive yep and that's by design in my opinion not accident so Mm -hmm. it's the you know that's one of the reasons that me and Emily started to see this and we wanted to work together on a collaborative project and collectively to help people. So yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I also say meditation for me is key, 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 key. And I don't know, personally, meditation's my favorite thing to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't meditate as much as I should, but I do before bed. I know you're not supposed to technically, but that's when I, I have the most too. time to do it. Yeah. And I end up, you know, actually having a better experience, even though I'm not asleep, uh, because during the day I have a lot of distractions sometimes. Mm -hmm. And plus, it's very hard for my mind to slow because as I'm sitting here talking to you, I'm thinking about right now, well, what are my kids doing? You know, what's going on? I got to do this. I got to do that, even though I'm speaking. So my mind constantly runs 90 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. The only way I can shut it off is like turn on something mindless. And whether that's learning or just for recreation, then I can like submerse myself in that. But besides that, my mind don't stop. And I feel like two people get hung up on the whole meditation thing and how it's supposed to be. Yes. But meditation can be whatever you want it to be. And it depends on what you want to get out of it. But I feel like it's important to note that meditation 
you know, isn't always just sitting in a spot with your legs crossed and your hands on your lap and you going ohm. Like, yeah, we're not, we're not all like Buddha, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like people get all like, oh, I can't meditate because I can't sit in one spot. But it's like you don't have to meditate that way. If you feel a sense of peace by jogging or doing exercise or writing and painting or whatever, that still counts. Right. So, right. And yeah, I mean, for me, you know, I had heard about spiritual awakenings, but again, I was not prepared for my own. Um, and no one that I knew was into that kind of stuff. And I had to, I had to basically learn it all. I had to process the emotions and experience it mostly by myself. Like I said, I found some people that I could relate with, but still felt differently than them, which at the time I was like, am I wrong for that? Mm. You know, and except for some of the kind people I have here at home and like my hometown and my friends would listen to my crazy ass stories and experiences. I really went through a lot, but I found for me the best way to kind of process and learn was for me to sit and like actualize it in my mind, then verbally get it off of my chest and or and or just having that sacred space just to sit in and get downloads that I needed to move forward, whether that was with my own life and my own spiritual awakening or helping people with their own. And that still works for me. So having a, a sacred space is really the big thing for me, um, which could be in your bedroom, in a corner, like in the corner of the bedroom or outside or wherever you are. Some people like Jess from last episode, she has her, her space in her attic, which is perfect for all her spiritual, you know, things. And that's her sacred space. And that's really important. Um, I think it's almost just as important as meditation. Mm-hmm. And they have been very valuable for me to have this area that I can process all these intuition feelings and emotions and everything that's happened. So, yeah, that's yeah. pretty much all I have for that one. I was going to say in nature, I don't know about you, but I get these poles that I have to go into like yeah. the woods. Like I'm being called to go somewhere with trees and grass and stuff not just like my front lawn like in the woods yes or the beach and you probably and I mean you're you have a lot of earth Mm -hmm. energy signs in you and that makes perfect sense so there is correlation between all that Mm that makes perfect sense and yes I do I have like a calling to right now one of the biggest callings I had is to go out into the desert I'm having like the strong pull to go out and just camp out in the desert and just be there with it and I want to go to some haunted places too while I'm there but that's kind of my thing now (laughs) I want to go I'm being called to go camping in that Appalachian Mountains girl I got you yo it's like I just feel like I have to it's it's like if I lived where you lived my ass would be there I don't care how cold it is I'd somehow be there right now just living my best life up there yeah, I mean, it's nice. It really is nice in the place that I live. Even where I live, like, energy is pretty good. Like, the nature outside is healthy. Because certain mosses and stuff that we collect for our jewelry business to make our little terrariums and, like, our uh, resin pieces, mm. they don't grow in places that are polluted. Mm-hmm. So, like, even just going out in my backyard, I can have, like, a nice, sacred, naturistic space, Um 
it's not very much. It's not a whole big old lot of land, but it's enough to where I can like still feel like it's my own and secure. So I, I agree. And then, like I said, I love water. I love sitting by water and I love finding different like stones and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I just, it bothers me because I just, right now I want to go outside I understand. and camping. The last time we went camping, Hayes was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I'm like, can we do one more day? And he's like, no. And I'm like, but I want to. <laughs> yeah. And it's a necessity for you to be able to like go outside. And that's how you're going to like cleanse your energy and recharge is literally with your bare feet on the ground. Mm -hmm. I want to be like one of those people that live in the mountains that just Girl. rough it and just who cares about electricity? I mean, I like doing my drawing stuff on my tablet, but like I would be happy to if I could just live in the mountains off grid and just, I don't know, live off the land. I get it because once when I was 23, I did the whole loop around the United States with two buddies, one which is my um, fiance now and another old friend. Um, when I made it to like Northern California and the Redding, like Redding, I fell in love with the trees and like the landscape because it's so prehistoric like and they're just so massive like my thing was I want to live barefoot in a redwood tree like a hippie but now it's turned in I want to live barefoot like a hippie in a redwood tree with wi-fi it's done mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so is that all you have for this section yep or doodles all right, so we're going to be moving in on how to deal with the challenges of a spiritual awakening, M. Spiritual awakenings can be a challenging experience as it can lead to a feeling of loss and confusion. Some of the challenges you may face include be patient and open-minded. Spiritual awakenings are a journey, not a destination. It takes time and effort to integrate new spiritual awareness into your life. The most important thing is to be open to the experience and allow yourself to grow and evolve. Take every experience as a learning experience, even the bad ones. That's one thing I had to adapt, especially being attacked over and over and over again by negative entities. So when that happens, I just think, you know what? Fuck it. This is a training and learning experience. I'm going to you know, dissect the situation, what happened, what could I have done better, what did I do great, and I just move on instead of yeah. dwelling on it being scary. Um, next one, find support. Spiritual awakenings can be a lonely experience, but it is important to find support from others who are also on their spiritual journey. Talking to someone you trust can help you process your feelings and to get support. There are also many online and in-person communities where you can find like-minded individuals to relate to. So my advice is join spiritual groups. You can literally go on like any Discord server, Twitch, YouTube communities, um, Reddit. People love their Reddit. So I mean, there are places, free places. You don't have to necessarily pay. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then we got take care of yourself. Spiritual awakenings can be a demanding experience, both physically and emotionally. Make sure you take care of yourself by eating healthily, getting enough sleep, and exercising regularly. 
And yeah, it a lot of times it will force you to be mindful of what you put in your body. Even if you're one of those junk food people like I am, it's kind of like you're going to notice things and you're going to learn things you can't unlearn and it's going to make you uncomfortable to the point where you're not going to have a choice and yep. you're going to learn to be mindful of what you're putting in your body because yes. it's going to disgust you and you're going to be like, oh shit. And then, yeah, you're not going to have a choice. Or your body will reject it. Like, I can't eat certain hot dogs anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I have a problem eating pork sometimes. And Spirit has been talking to me about my family's history of insulin resistant, actually, this week, too. And highlighted the fact that if I don't make certain changes, then I'm actually probably going to end up with type 2 diabetes. And... You know, I've been snacking a little more than I usually do, but that is coming to an end. We just had a birthday uh, party for one of my family members. So, mm -hmm. you know, I did enjoy myself. We had Krispy Kreme and a little cake, but I've got to cut it out. It's over with. It's done. Anyway, sorry. I just wanted to state that. <laughs> Sometimes spirit will really speak to you. Like they told me, like I see mm -hmm. it coming, like I'm going to have diabetes. Thankfully, they're showing me this and I'm making serious changes. So mm -hmm. I'll fact check that one. Yeah, and like for me, I can't eat foods already, and I feel like that's partly des by design. Yep. Mm -hmm. And also, my spirit guides met with me on the astral realm, and the one that I call Daddy Saddy, <laughs> he was like, "Um, you can't be eating ramen noodles or any like noodles anymore, like the ramen kind, not like the kind you cook." like barilla and stuff he means like the fast food ramen -y, like microwavable noodles he's like mm, yeah you can't do that no more that's you have an intolerance to this whatever mccall's it chemical in it and it's making your body sicker and sicker and sicker and you need to not do it so you're not gonna eat it anymore and i was like god fucking damn it those are my favorite instant yeah. noodles are my shit but not anymore so i haven't eaten it since that That's experience good. yeah the next one is seek professional help if necessary if you are struggling to cope with the challenges of a spiritual awakening it is important to seek professional help a therapist can help you to understand your feelings and develop coping mechanisms manage your emotions and they can provide you support and guidance so I was lucky enough to not have to do that and I was able to find some people that I related to to, you know, get out those things. So, I mean, even like a group that you can talk to can be good enough depending on how severe, you know, your issues may be psychologically. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sure enough. And we have a Facebook group, the Lights at Midnight uh, Facebook group. You know, we really haven't promoted it a lot, but we currently have one of those and we'll probably have some other stuff coming along in the future. So mm -hmm. um, we're definitely over there. We don't put we don't have a like a few of us in that space, but we have different socials and stuff that you could be involved in. Plenty of people there to kind of chat with as well. Mm hmm. And then remember that you are not alone. Many people experience spiritual awakenings and there are many resources available to help you. It is also important to remember that the challenges of spiritual awakenings are temporary 
as you continue to grow and evolve, you will find that the challenges become less difficult to deal with. Yeah. So for me, one of the biggest challenges was relatability. Mm -hmm. Honestly, there were not many people, like I said, in my area that I could relate with. And, you know, I had to deal with being called crazy by some people and even given warnings that I should be careful in doing what I was doing because I could be letting in evil. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of a common theme of things I heard. Um, but it was about it's a valid point. But I knew in my heart and soul, I was stronger than that. I knew I was meant for this. Even before my spiritual journey and after, I've been one of the people that like give, you know, others a shoulder to lean on and the person that everybody run to when they needed help or had a problem or a question or something. I've always been that way. And I constantly, you know, give without expectation of a return, which has got me in trouble at times through my life. And even with my spiritual knowledge, not as much for the other person, but for me, it was just, you know, being kind of drained because people have used me for my brain pretty much my whole life. They, they And I know that sounds weird, but people use me for my intelligence. And no, I'm not the most smartest person in the world, but if you have a problem, generally I'll have some type of answer for you or direct you in a way that can help you. There's not many things that I have run into that I couldn't help somebody with, but in spiritually speaking, that's how it always has been. Um, as challenging as it's been sometimes and lonely, I still have a desire to push forward. And I have realized that I am a luminary. You know, I am a light for those that seek refuge in the darker things in life. That is my purpose. I am a light at midnight, you know, and I get emotional really when I think about it because it's not that I'm sad. It's just, I'm fucking honored. I mean, truly, I'm honored to be in a position to help people rise and like become the best they can be at this present moment, you know, and in the future, hopefully. I don't have all the answers, but I do try my very best to give them, you know, when I ask spirit, you know, spirit has guided me to do so, to, to help people and gave answers and things that I never should have known. And they're all done in love, you know, and for a positive purpose and all, um, you know, I'm thankful above all. So mm -hmm. that's what I have for that part. It, it's been a challenge. Mm -hmm. Like it's been a challenge to be, it's like, you know, it's like the man that carries the world on their shoulders. I'd been that for a long time. Atlas. And, <laughs> yeah. Basically I'd been that way for multiple, a multitude of things in my life. And it just is something that I guess I had to go through that I still go through to a degree, but it's not as, challenging or stressful and I'm more delighted to do it now because I understand that's my purpose mm -hmm. so for mine I also had the same issue with like friends and family not understanding or agreeing which caused conflict not really with my friend group I only had like one friend anyway but like mm -hmm. she was pretty much on the same page but like family oh they yeah and you know, it's not fun having that feeling that you're that you feel like you're crazy because people, if they don't agree with you, will then just add on to that, <laughs> especially if they don't agree. But yeah, then if you don't have the validation on top of it, then you start to feel like you're crazy and it really sucks. Um, 
And then for me, it was a lot of the attacks from negative entities and being scared. And then, like, having things break. That's a bitch. Because that's money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, and for me, also feeling like shit because of the draining and yeah. or the illnesses that are brought up from these things. Because when they suck you dry, your immunity sucks. And then when your immunity sucks, you're more likely to get sick and or they just make you sick. Yeah, that's very common in people that have uh, your ability or have that specific clairsentient ability or empathy heightened. It's very common. Like, I don't get as drained as you, but it's because I channel it differently. But people that are connected to the earth and other people can be sucked dry faster of their energy. Like, I know another... Um, psychic medium like the psychic sleuth and you are similar in that fact and she just gets drained so i i get what you mean mm-hmm. but as far as that i mean even though it may be tough or scary at first there are some positive benefits so it's not all bad absolutely it's not i mean but they're the i mean we're still human mm-hmm. you know we still have things that we have to deal with outside of this and you know, I found just for me, a lot of things that I experienced and the trauma and stuff that I experienced in life and the paranormal experiences I experienced are helping other people now. And as challenging as it has been, like it makes me feel like it all was worth it. Just just the, the satisfying, like to help bring people comfort and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. To me, that's the most satisfying. Like I had a client that I helped last week and like sometimes it's I'll get a break in between clients. So when there's like a big break and I know partially that's by design because I'm still sick and I'm sure spirits trying to give me like a break. But like when I pick up another client, it's so fulfilling helping them. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Yeah. I think we have made it to pretty much some of the last parts of our information about spiritual awakening and basically, this is just going to be a little overview of the benefits of a spiritual awakening. And one of them, we have kind of talked about some of this, but just kind of to recap, you know, you find your purpose in life. Your spiritual awakening can help you connect with your true self and find your purpose. It did for me. And you can connect with your true self. So the spiritual awakening can help you connect with, you know, your true like the true version of yourself. So I think that's different than pur- your purpose in life because, even though they closely can be identified, you, you know, you're who you are. Like I've never known more about myself until now, honestly, you develop your intuition. And so it can, you know, it, you become more aware and what's going on in the world around you. And that looks different for everybody because we all have intuition or discernment. It just looks different. So it can be a wide variety of things, a sense of being connected to something greater than yourself and just basically feeling connected to the universe, to God, the higher self and just you know the meaning of life like you do kind of get these downloads and you just know like you're connected to that oneness to that wholeness and source and we've talked a lot about that uh, which to me is like high vibrational you know energy too and you have a greater understanding of the nature of reality and it can help you see the world in a new way and understand like the true nature of reality and it can help you live more peacefully and more joyful in life because when you start to kind of become into uh, realizing 
find your own understanding of reality. You feel more comfortable even about things like, you know, death, like Emily was stating before. And you do have a greater sense of compassion and love. I can definitely relate to that. Um, towards other people, you may be, you know, slower to anger than you were pre previously. Like, I used to, I had patience, but I didn't deal with no bullshit, and I still don't. But the old chastity would have handled things differently than the new chastity does. Let's just say that. Like, I would have raging blackout fits and <laughs> wake I'm serious though wake up with like blood on my hands when I had these blackouts and that was influence so I'm talking about like it was I had a bad anger problem and I do not have that anymore and I'm thankful for that and then like a greater sense of self-acceptance and you know just overall peace you can accept you can accept yourself for your flaws and like who you are and all of who you are so that's like I can definitely relate, you know, a spiritual awakenings really can be a life changing experience and it can help you live a more fulfilling and meaningful life. And it can help you connect with something greater than yourself. And, you know, if you're interested in more about spiritual awakenings, there's tons of information and there's things you can do to prepare for it. But like we've said, it just kind of happens, but being aware of it is so much more beneficial because, you know, we were talking about how you can actually have more than one spiritual awakening. Well, now that I realize all this, like I actually kind of, I'll go through like a revelation or a mini spiritual awakening a lot of times with either cosmic energy or um, cosmic, you know, like lunar energy or let's say seasons as well. So I kind of just went through that. So when I felt my heart break into a million pieces recently and I didn't know why, I knew that it had to happen because I was actually receiving a download as it happened. So I was very thankful and grateful for that experience. And like, normally I might've went and bought some beer and drank my sorrows away because I didn't understand. But you know, now that I understand, I don't need an outlet. That was the outlet. So mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty, pretty cool. Em, do you have yeah. anything you want to add to this section? I feel like that I feel more peaceful and I don't know, I'm just happy that I was able to connect with the astral realm because now I just don't want to leave. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing is it can be it can be comfortable, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, that's like my place I go now when I'm, you know, dealing with shit. It's, yeah, that is my space. And I feel more at home there than anywhere on this earth did when you when you're at your my space do you see the profile picture of tom i'm just kidding <laughs> oh my god <laughs> sorry okay i don't want to talk about my space because okay because i'll get into it because i miss that too right mm -hmm. anyway sorry <laughs> are you done you got some more i'm sorry okay i think i'm done with that okay Okay. 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 All right. So I do agree with the, the benefits, you know, that I've read above. And one of the things I've said, you know, is I'm no longer fearful of death. I feel connected to the earth, to the moon, to the stars, and just in general, the cosmos. I'm thankful for my discernment as it keeps me out of trouble most of the time. And I'm ahead of this game that we call life. I feel like I have enough discernment that I can kind of see things a few steps ahead, which is very beneficial. I'm very thankful for that. It's almost like I can see the code of life really before it happens. Uh, and it's not, and I know that sounds really 
prophetic, but it kind of really is like, no, I don't expect every single thing. I don't know every single thing, but I'm prepared. I'm more prepared. Um, of course, you know, I still have my days. I'm only human, but there is nothing better in the world to give people comfort, you know, whether it's through connecting with a past relative or through giving them paranormal advice and clarification on how to handle the darker types of situations. And it truly is satisfying and it really connects to my heart chakra and in turn feeds me in a way only like doing those things out of love can. Like I don't get that feeling for nothing else. And it's not just about my feelings. It's literally a reciprocated energy exchange. Like I, I give and I actually get back like the satisfaction of like I did, I made a difference and it's not just me doing it. I've said this a hundred times, like we don't just do this by ourselves. We have guides to help us with that. Where you choose to get those guides from, that's, that's, that can be problematic sometimes. But for me, I try to work with the highest vibrational, you know, spirits as possible entities as possible beings. Um, Another thing is, is I can feel energy in all things, even if things that don't breathe, obviously like crystals and stuff, but I can feel energy in almost everything I touch if I focus on it. It's not something I go around and do and I'm like, oh, this Dr. Pepper can's got some energy in it. Yeah, it's got caffeine in it, but no, I'm serious. Like, <laughs> like for real, like I can feel energy in things that have like a certain amount of energy, whether it's positive or negative and vice versa. Um, I can say that, you know, I can see the subtle signs um, that spirit leaves, which is, again, it's just like clues for my own life and others. So um, I can give my family and my children answers and information through the divine wisdom that is channeled in. I've literally watched my friends and family rise spiritually with me, which is fucking beautiful. Um, maybe not at the same time, but they accept me for who I am now, you know, and they, they always have, but they, they were too scared to tell me if they didn't, they were like afraid I was going to turn into old chastity and knock them the fuck out or something. Seriously though, mm. people won't tell me stuff like that because the person I used to be. So I've came a long way in a way. Um, even the elders in my family. And according to my astrological chart, I've said this before, um, I believe it's a part of my uh, karmic debt and it was part of my responsibility and even into my siblings responsibility to like break the chains and the cycles of my ancestors. And I feel like I have done that. And, you know, in turn, my family will literally ascend, my spirit family will literally ascend from my actions as well as others, you know, so we actually get to ascend and we're all, it's so beautiful. I mean, I know that sounds crazy, but we all are in a way doing it together. Like they, ask for my help and I lean on them more and like we're more we're more of a spiritual family than we've ever been and even my friends and my family here at home extended family um you know my life will never be boring because of my god I'm used to having shit constantly happen and like bad things or unexpected things, there's like a really big, like how uh, Uranus, some people call it Uranus, some people call it Uranus or whatever, you know, the planet. Um, yeah, <laughs> just have to specify because people are like, what's Uranus? Um, but yeah, so, you know, it's kind of like those types of moments, chaotic moments. Well, that's from my yard. And I've got so used to that kind of shit. But one thing that has really happened is, is like, I always had, I always had this saying, even when I was like in my early twenties, and I don't know why I liked it so much, but it was ride the wave. 
well, later in life, I figured out that means ride, that means surrender and ride the wave of change. Like you've got to ride the wave because you can't let, you can't let it take you under. You can't hit the undertow. You can't let it drag you down. You have to keep going. You want to float over that bitch. And that's something that I can sit here and say most of the time I'm able to do. And yeah, it was the best thing that's ever happened to me in my fucking life. So Mm -hmm. come at me, bro. Spiritual awakening's awesome. And I wouldn't change it for anything. I will say I'm glad. Like I made so many friends just, you know, in the waking world, but also on the astral realm too. Like I have like a second family. And I love it. See, and that's that's special because not everybody experiences stuff like that. And we're not all going to. Like, it's great that you have that, but I cannot relate. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just dead ass. I cannot relate. And I know a lot of people can, but that's something very special. And it's like I can see my deceased relatives and pets, too. Like, sometimes we'll have get-togethers on the astral realm. So I'll get to see that, too. So that makes me happy. Absolutely. And, you know, the last thing I guess I'm personally going to say about this is, is, you know, even through all the chaos, there is calm and it's literally, you know, you may have heard the saying, do not fear the storm. Well, I am the storm. Like I literally have become that saying I am the stored and storm and it really holds truth so far, like in my spiritual awakening nothing's nothing's going to stop me from doing what I need to do you know the only thing that would stop me is something like obviously detrimental to my health or my children's health but besides that there ain't nothing going to knock me down I'm done I'm ready I'm at the mountain I'm at the peak I will say being able to sense people's like emotions is very handy because you get to pick up whether they're lying or not and I've been able to hone that skill yep Mm -hmm. for sure Yep. So it helps you not only in a spiritual way, but like in a way of real life mm-hmm. and just survival. Yep. And I've always been able to read people's intentions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, for me, it's more like, like, honestly, I suck at the whole guessing game sometimes, like when you have to do that. But if you put me in a real life situation and I'm like, with somebody and I'm Mm -hmm. seeing and sensing their energy and like seeing them or feeling them or if I've had some type of interaction with them I can still feel like a trace of their energy and connect on that pathway I know that sounds crazy but Mm -hmm. I can do that I can do that it's it's very interesting for sure so chastity is there anything else you would like to add I mean pretty much I just want to reiterate the fact that surrender is very important what I was just talking about you really want to ride the wave and go with the flow of the universe you know when bad shit happens you just have to kind of keep rolling and sometimes you will be defeated from it but you just have to really you know pick pick back up and for those of you that haven't experienced this yet like when it happens don't be fearful the best thing you can do is just do that you know and hopefully at the end you will you know, if it, if the cards fall in the way that you make them fall, it's not necessarily in your favor because you got to think these transitions in our life are opportunity. All of my stuff happened around my Saturn return. And if I would have made other decisions, then my life would have went a different way. But when you have these big spiritually awakening, awakened moments, which you can continually have in certain ways throughout life, but like the big one, you know, it, it can be really rough. But just remember on the other side of it, you know, it is like the phoenix rising from the ashes. So, 
you know, definitely listen to your gut is my biggest advice. Because like I said, we're not all going to be mediums that do readings for people. We all might have our own intuition in our own ways. That's just valuable in our own life's purpose and work. So do not be discouraged if you don't have something similar to me and Emily or other people. Like it's, it's no two stories are the same. We've talked about it. Don't expect this crazy shit that always happen like we have happened because it's truly what we're meant to do and everybody has their own place you know and I don't mean that isn't like everybody has their place no I mean like everybody has their own place in this you know oneness of life we all work together our you know we all are a part of this collective and we need many different types of people and perspectives and you know the hardest part is to be kind to each other even when you have a differencing perspective and it's really hard to be kind to people that are fucking assholes to you and i try so hard but i still have a zero bullshit you know policy and that's something i personally need to work on but at the same time though you you still have to stand up for yourself so you just got to ultimately find a balance in everything everything in moderation and again like you know I really enjoyed the information that we shared here today. Um, we hope you guys like it too. Mm -hmm. And yeah, this, this was really cool. Like I actually got to relive my story. And if guys, if you have awakening stories that you want to share with us, please feel free to email us right in, you know, you can email us or hit us up on the DMS. I don't know. Y'all probably got a new fancy word for that with all you hoodlums <laughs> out there. But anyways, yeah, I was going to say like, be mindful of everything so like being mindful of people right be more objective take a look at different perspectives and so where you were talking about like riding the wave and doing like pretty much being guided into doing what you're supposed to be doing I wanted to add important things to and that had to do with like perspective and being more open and accepting of things that might not be your norm. I mean, it might not be society's norm in general, like if that makes sense. So things that are kind of like out there that a lot of people are like, what the fuck? But like be mindful and just look at different angles and perspectives and like try to view things from the shoes of other people or other yep. beings but in more importantly boundaries i think true setting up boundaries is very important because during this time of awakening i feel like you're going to go through a purge of those that don't need to be in your life because they're either like toxic or just negative and like you don't need that added stress you need more positivity and sometimes the best way to add positivity is to set up boundaries to keep negative things out and that could also include people so 100% agree and or just energies and or places that may have negative energies that you don't want in your life yep and you know what i just heard haunted person haunted place haunted object yep so you can be haunted you know that same thing mm -hmm. it could be a place that you don't need to be going 
mm-hmm. be a person that you don't need to be around, or it could be an object or physical things that you don't mm-hmm. need in your environment or body. Exactly. Yep. One, one, one. So, it's one, one, one right now. Yes, it is. Yep. But so, yeah, that concludes everything. That it does all for our spiritual awakenings. Awakening. I gotta do my spirit fingers. I went awakening. So the first question is by www.tiktokawaken. And their question is How can I use TikTok in order to help awaken souls? Emily, do you have any suggestions or? I mean, TikTok is a great platform to pretty much spread any kind of message that you want to pass along. So whatever knowledge you have, TikTok is great to spread it worldwide. Yeah. And if you make interesting enough content for TikTok, it picks up speed. Because like I made a really funny video out of a clip and it got almost a million views. That was the only viral video I've ever really released out of all of it but with when it comes to like spiritual stuff or TikTok I will say that it's there's a lot of quote unquote some people call competition but at the same time as long as you're posting genuine content you really just need to follow what spirit's telling you I feel like you're a very spiritually guided person I feel like you have spirits speak to you actually quite a bit and I think it took you a while to kind of hear spirit for and to differentiate differentiate the thoughts like i'm just picking this up from your energy um but just go where you're guided and i also feel like you may manifest through writing i don't know why i'm just intuitiveness i'm getting off of it so definitely make a plan and you know um yeah i feel like that you could actually reach people and make the change that you want to see through your TikTok if you decide to do it certain ways. It takes a little while to get used to it, but once you get on the boat, you're good. Yep. All right. Do you have our next question, MLA? The next question is by Nobody01223, and their question is, when's it my turn? Right? I've asked that question myself. I mean, I get it. Like, look, it's interesting. It's an interesting question. I know it could have even been, like, sarcastically, like, when is it my fucking turn? Listen, everybody, uh, if you're asking that question, you might be in the process of the dark night of the soul, like what we've talked about throughout this episode. Also, it can come gradually over years. It can take, you know, one day. It can take one life experience. And I hope that when I inform everybody that left us a question i will uh you know hope that you listen to some of the podcast because it's actually could be potentially helpful to hear somebody else's stories so it's going to happen when the time's right astrological shifts i mean you know it it's just kind of riding the wave riding the flow what i was talking about just a little bit ago you have to just ride the waves and you know the thing is is like people can have spiritual awakenings but one thing that we didn't really talk about is missing the boat and spirit's bringing this up right now because you actually can have spiritual awakenings and not follow that and then you're actually off your path so there is a potential for people i think to misuse their spiritual awakening because 
some people have these big profound moments and shifts in life, but then they just go back to doing not, I'm not going to say bad things, but maybe unhealthy habits, Mm -hmm. whether that be within themselves or other people and all that kind of stuff. And that's the whole part of a spiritual awakening. It's a spiritual transition. It's highlighting things that you can do better in life for the greater good. So something's telling me that I think it's coming for you and keep your eyes peeled and keep your positivity up because I feel like you're being like, you're actually down right now, obviously. Like I can feel that and just your words and what you wrote. Mm-hmm. So keep your head up and keep looking to the stars because it will come. And if you ask for it, you'll be surprised at the answers you see receive. Yeah. And like the thing with missing your opportunity Like, with what you said, there are people that either get caught up in the whole, like, they either just ignore it or, you know, they're doing unhealthy activities, too, that that help them miss the opportunity. Yeah, you just won't see it. You'll just see tragedy after tragedy after tragedy after tragedy. Mm -hmm. And I think... Sometimes, too, lower vibrational, like, entities can make you purposely miss it. (laughs) That's a good point. Yep. And I think there are um, opportunities. Yeah, or people. And I think there's opportunities where you might have a second chance, but not everyone will have a second chance. Yep. And that's where you get these things like life's too short, like pay attention to the signs, use your gut. Like these are all things that we hear throughout life, but we really don't know what they mean until we actually get there. Mm -hmm. So very valid point. All right. So for the last question we got from an Instagram user, it says, hello, I have a question about awakenings. For the last few months, I've been fighting with my ego and with what my soul wants. It's like this push-pull game. Do you have any advice on what can help me? Thanks. Yeah. That one, I, I can completely relate because that is a battle that I am constantly fighting. <laughs> Right. So for me, I would say if if you want to go a similar path that I did, meditation helped a lot. And then understanding different points of views of other people. And I feel like practice, practice, practice. So I highly recommend that. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's a big thing with ego, like, Ego is very important because a lot of things I, how can I explain this really? Like we're all, we're all taught that having a big ego is bad and that's, that's definitely true. But when you do certain types of spiritual work, you are required to let go of the norm and literally sometimes of the fabric of reality and just go with the flow again, like the perspective of ride the wave And just kind of like spirit is telling me to, I'm not saying, I don't know, obviously we don't know each other, but I can say this by doing random acts of kindness and taking in just the emotions and the, you know, information back from the person is like, you know, even if they don't tell you, thank you, if you do something kind for somebody and by not respecting, uh, accepting anything in return, like, and try to do small acts of kindness here and there and, 
for some reason, I don't know why Spirit told me that, but that's kind of what I'm getting. And the whole push-pull game, like, uh, they we focus on ego a whole lot. But I find the more, quote-unquote, awakened I get, I cannot, I'm sorry, I just have to say, I can't stand the word woke. So I use the word awaken. I don't deal with the woke shit. But the more awakened that we become, the easier it gets. But we are only human and we all have flaws. So like, you know, I still have very many, you know, I'm not to get close to perfect is like a monk sitting, you know, up on the mountaintop meditating with no ego and no needs. Some of them don't even, you know, they do the, you know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you don't, you know, but don't beat yourself up too hard about it. Mm-hmm. You're obviously noticing the the places where you feel like your ego is interfering. Um, and that's a good sign. That means you're actually working on it. So continue on the path. Like you, I feel like you have a good head on your shoulders. I feel like you know what you want out of life. And I'm just telling you what I'm feeling. And uh, I think this is kind of going to play out in a good way. But spirit says, you know, like a pay it forward moment. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be anything large it could be buying somebody a coffee at starbucks in front of you just like something like that or even for family or friends so that's what i got for our instagram user mm-hmm. i want to add to that ego can also just be your brain making inferences instead of letting spirit guide you and it getting in your way and that's more of a thing that i have problems with facts yeah and so like A lot of times I've been teaching myself with the thanks of, you know, like my boyfriend's mom's help. Like she taught me that do not put the pieces together. Write down and relay what you see first. Because if you start making guesses, you're probably going to be wrong. You could, you're going to be wrong. Like for me, I was fucking wrong. So yeah, I just would be like, if I'm doing a reading or let's say I have an object and I'm doing psychometry, I would just relay the images of what I saw. I would list them down. And then once I got all that out of the way, then I would relay them to the client. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If you're working in spirituality, I I just heard the word healer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that has it. I don't know. I don't not related to Emily or you, but mm-hmm. maybe to this Instagram user person. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so that's great. That's great information. Mm-hmm. But yes, yes. Well, until next time, guys. Hey, if you have a haunted story you want to share, you can email us at lights at midnight podcast at gmail.com. Get in touch with us there. We'd love to hear from you. We really appreciate y'all uh, hanging around and checking it out. And yeah, thank you so much. We are super excited to bring you some super awesome content. We really appreciate you guys checking us out. Thank you to all that took the time to listen to this week's episode. Your support means the world to us. And remember, all of us have the ability to shine brightly and shed positivity, even in the darkest of places. Stay safe, stay well, and light it up.